When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to All the Backlist, a weekly show about books that are not new. I'm your host, Liberty Hardy, and I'm little in the middle, but I've got much backlist. This is episode 295 and a half, and today I'm going to talk about a couple of great backlist titles. Hello, All the Books listeners. Believe it or not, it has been seven months since I recorded a backlist episode, which simultaneously feels like a super long time and also like I just recorded one last week. It's wild. I've read some backlist on my uh, backlist break, I should say. Kind of also want to sing that Backstreet Boy song, backlist, but I'm not going to do that to you. But I am here now. Today we are going to talk, I say we like there's more than one person in this room. Today I am going to talk about modern retellings of classic novels. It was a request from Book Riot Insider Janice Meagles. Thank you, Janice, for writing in. I'm going to tell you about a couple of great titles on my radar. But before we do that, we're going to hear from a sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Flatiron Books, publisher of 888 Love and the Divine Burden of Numbers by Abraham Chang. So this is an interesting love story. It's great for fans of Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow and High Fidelity. It's set in the mid-90s at NYU. And it follows young Wang, who has gotten the advice of love through Chinese numerology from his uncle. So he believes that he will have seven great loves in his life. And then he meets Irena in 95. And she's like the best. She's brilliant, charismatic, quick-witted, funny. They fall in love. But the thing is, she's number six. So if he is to have seven great loves, does that mean his time with Arena is going to come to an end? So this is a love letter to Western pop culture, Eastern traditions, and being a first-generation New Yorker. Make sure to check it out. And thanks again to Flatiron Books, publisher of 888 Love and the Divine Burden of Numbers by Abraham Chang for sponsoring this episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Penguin Young Readers. So this book I'm about to tell you about is giving five worlds meets spirited away realness. It's about a girl fighting her way back home after getting trapped in the spirit world. It follows Anzu, who's moved to a new town during Oban, a time for families to remember and celebrate their ancestors. And ever since her Abachan died, Oban has lost its magic. She doesn't feel much like celebrating anymore. So while avoiding holiday festivities, Anzu spots a stray dog down the street, a dog that seems to be staring right at her. So when she chases it, she slips and falls down a bridge, losing consciousness. And when she awakes, she's in the Shinto underworld known as Yomi. The stray dog, she finds out, is actually the gatekeeper of Yomi, and he warns her to return to the human realm before it's too late. Like I said, Miyazaki realness, um, I'm super excited for this. So make sure to pick up Anzu in the Realm of Darkness by Mai K. Nguyen. And thanks again to Penguin Young Readers for sponsoring this episode. Okay, 
So modern retellings of the classics. You see this quite often. I have to say, I've read a lot of classics, but I still feel like there are so many I'm missing. Jane Austen in particular. I've not read a lot of Jane Austen. So it always helps when the back of the book is like, this is a retelling of Hamlet. This is a retelling of this, because otherwise it would probably just go right over my head. My first pick is an Austen retelling. It's the first in Sonali Dev's uh, trilogy about the Rajas family, an immigrant Indian family descended from royalty. They are living in the States now. And each book is based on a Jane Austen book. There's the first one, Pride and Prejudice and Other Flavors. Also, Recipe for Persuasion is the second one, which is also out. And then coming out soon is Incense and Sensibility. So this first one, Pride and Prejudice and Other Flavors, is about Trisha Rajay. She is a brilliant neurosurgeon living in San Francisco, living her own life. And like I said, she's a neurosurgeon, and yet her parents, she's not even her parents' favorite. Her brother, who has political aspirations, is the favored child of the family, and all her family wants her to do is to behave in a manner that won't embarrass them and just make sure she honors her family and don't do anything to ruin her brother's political career. So that's kind of frustrating for her. And we also have a chef who lives in San Francisco. His name is DJ Kane. And he gets a job working for the Rajes, and he does not get along with Trisha. Like, they just butt heads. He thinks she's a snob. She thinks he's brash and not deserving, sort of, like, she's kind of like, well, she's a snobby towards him. Uh, But then he discovers that she is the only person that can save his sister's life. Now, if you've listened to the show for a while, you know that I have very little tolerance for huge coincidences. So they have to be done really well. The book has to be written really well for me to be like, okay, the only people on the planet that can stay, you know, live in the same spot. Like Cutting for Stone. If you've read Cutting for Stone, you know there's this coincidence at the end of the book where you're like, okay, whatever. But the book is so good that you just go along with it. And this is the same case for Pride and Prejudice and Other Flavors. You just go along with it because that's what makes the story move. It's fun. It's romantic. It has food. If you like to read books with food in them, this has lots of great descriptions. And I still haven't read Pride and Prejudice. I talked about this on all the books a couple of weeks ago. Um, I haven't read it, but I know so much about it that I know the story. I even love that song, Mr. Darcy by the Double Clicks. I highly recommend going to Spotify and looking it up. It's very, very funny. So that is Pride and Prejudice and Other Flavors by Sonali Dev. My other pick for today, I actually have not read, but weirdly, coincidentally, hey, a coincidence, I actually picked this out of my stacks and stacks and stacks uh, for to make like a short backlist stack that I want to read in 2021. It is On Beauty by Zadie Smith. This is a retelling of Howard's End by E.M. Forster, which I have also not read. Um, I did watch the movie, which, if you want to feel old, it came out almost 30 years ago now. Uh, The book came out in 1910, so if you're listening to this and you were around then, then you probably feel even older. Uh, But it's a classic about class relations and two independent, unconventional sisters in Britain. On Beauty, Zadie Smith's book won the 2006 Orange Prize for Fiction, which is now the Women's Prize for Fiction. I just thought the Orange Prize just like had like a cool name, like it sounded cool. I did not realize it was actually, Orange was actually the name of a business that was sponsoring the prize until they stopped sponsoring it and changed the title. But Orange Prize sounded so cool. Moving on, On Beauty, like I said, have not read it, but getting ready too soon. Uh, Denise, maybe you and I can race 
It's about a multiracial family on both sides of the Atlantic. There is an Englishman who is living in Massachusetts. He's been married for 30 years to an American woman. They have three brilliant children, just these fiercely independent spirits, and uh, two daughters and a son. And then the son falls for the daughter of a right-wing activist, and it kind of forces everyone to see the personal and cultural realities of their situation and what they believe true about love and beauty and what they will do for love and beauty. So it sounds really great. I, at one point, a couple of years ago, had not read any Zadie Smith. I don't know why that was, but it's fantastic. I'm excited. So that is On Beauty by Zadie Smith, which I hope to read very soon. And for today's dealer's choice, I just want to briefly mention an amazing book I read that doesn't come out until November. I know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but I want you to mark it down now because it's so great you're going to be excited. It's called A Marvelous Light by Freya Marsk. It comes out November 2nd. It's the first in what is being called the Last Binding series. It's kind of like if K.J. Charles wrote Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norell. It's set in an alternative London, and it's about a man named Robin who, through some mistakes made with paperwork, is assigned the job as the civil service liaison to basically like the Department of Magic. But see, Robin doesn't know that magic exists. There are two kinds of people who live in London, the people who know that magic exists and the people who don't. And they usually assign somebody to oversee magic who knows that magic exists. Robin, through a series of missteps, ends up there, finds out magic is real, freaks him out, also meets Edward, who is his counterpart who does have magical abilities. They don't really hit it off at first, but then they do. And there's somebody who's like trying to steal magic and like ruin all these things. It's this whole big plot. But basically, the best part is that, you know, they have like this steamy chemistry between them. And Edward has to help Robin because somebody puts a spell on him. And it's just really fun. It's just, it's a queer Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell. It's fantastic. Lots of fun. I read it. It's so quickly because I just loved it. It was delightful. So that is A Marvelous Light by Freya Marsk, and it's out on November 2nd. Okay, look, I made it through the first backlist in forever. Thank you to our sponsor. You can find a list of the books I mentioned today in the show notes by visiting bookriot.com slash all the books. If you're a fan of all the books and you want to give us a treat, you can leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. It helps other book lovers to find us. And if you want to talk about books or see pictures of my books or my cats, you can catch me on Twitter at Miss Liberty, on Litzy under Liberty, and on Instagram at Friends and Comes Alive. I'll be back on Tuesday to tell you about the week's great new releases. So have a great weekend, kittens, and happy reading. Happy reading.